0: It's Daily Thunder, the truth of Jesus Christ dished out live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado with a bit of manly grit and gusto. Find out more at live.ellerslie.com. Now here's Eric Luding. What a weekend it has been, so for those of you that are streaming this and you have no idea that we had a set-apart conference this weekend, uh, the reason we're an hour delayed this morning is because of that. This is sort of a special edition of the Daily Thunder on Sundays for those of you that are present. We usually are at 7.15 a.m. You can imagine what that's like for me, And uh, but uh, Sundays have been very, very special uh, for this because uh, then we have a church service uh, later in the day, but... Uh, this, in, as far as if you look at the podcast, uh, we, we have a number for each one. So each of the, the Daily Thunders has a number on it. And yesterday, if we had had it, because we didn't have a session yesterday because of the, the conference, but it would have been the 40th. So you know what that makes this one? The 40th episode. You have to realize for, for a guy who loves Bible numbers, that's like great. That's like the number of completion. I don't know what happens tomorrow then. Uh, but 41 is a number of new beginnings. It's like after 40 years were completed, then on the next day, Moses runs into a burning bush. It was the 41st day. After 40 years are completed, on the first day of the 41st year, Joshua walks across the Jordan River into the land of promise. Oh, that's great. After 40 days of being uh, tested and tempted in the wilderness, uh, Jesus faces the devil, resists him, knocks him out of town, and then starts his ministry, 41. So tomorrow, boy, you guys should stay around just for that to see what's gonna happen. But uh, this is going to be a, a very special uh, edition of Daily Thunder. I do not know how it will translate via podcast, but anyone who is witnessing it uh, live uh, via stream or in here, I think you guys are gonna be tremendously blessed. I'm not saying that people via podcast won't. But there's certain things that are going to be happening that would be very visual, and so I can't, I, I can't say what it's going to be like, but uh, it'll be interesting to get feedback on that later. Uh, we have uh, a ministry that uh, we've become very close to. It's called the Potter's House Ministry down in Georgia, and uh, we have another ministry that is starting here called the Damascus House, and I mentioned those last night to those of you who were at the conference, and the heartbeat behind it is very, very precious to me. It is rescuing women that are in vulnerable situations. And uh, that is, and it's, it's a difficult ministry. I mean, this is a hard, hard ministry. And yet, as you sort of see it and get the fragrance of it, I think you'll recognize it's like, you know what, I, I think I'd like to be a part of a hard ministry. Uh, the hard ministries get more grace. They have more difficulty, but they get more grace. And you'll find that out in life. The more difficulty that you're willing to accept, the greater depth of grace that you will understand in your life and i know at first you're like i don't know if that's worth it (laughs) i remember jackie pollinger who was in the walled city of hong kong for like 40 years 50 years i mean it was a long time she was there even the police would not come into the walled city it was such a place of destitution and i remember her coming back to america she was sort of mad at us back in america you could sort of hear it in her voice sort of like you guys are so fat and happy and you know uh, she you guys don't understand ministry truly but this is what she said she said you may have your own bed but i know god's grace i remember thinking when she said that it's like why is it that i'm strangely interested in what she's talking about would i be willing to not have my own bed so that I could know what she is talking about. And she sort of had that twinkle in her eye like, hey, come to Hong Kong and find out. Well, that's sort of like these ministries. It's, it's difficult, yes, but wow. You wanna know intimacy with God? You wanna know the power of God? You wanna see the faithfulness of God? You want to understand that God is real? Well, start standing up for the vulnerable and you find out very quickly that you're right in the center of a battle. All right, I always like to give names to the things I do. And this one, I really like this name. It's very attractive to me. Unfathomable. It's just very in, unique word and expression. Unfathomable. Look at my subtitle. I'm excited about this one, too. But attempting to fathom it anyway. You see, what Christ has done for us, if we were going to try and put words to it, it's unfathomable. Have you ever felt that? Where no matter how many times you hear it, you still don't quite get it. It's like, I know it's great, and I know it's so good, but why is it that I don't fully grasp it? It's unfathomable. The only way that we fathom it is by the grace of God. The Spirit of God helps us grip this. It's too good that we almost shove it to the sides. Too good. So let's try and fathom it anyways. This is a fun message. So I did some research this last week uh, on the most expensive real estate property in the world. Okay, I know a lot of you are in the market for buying this sort of real estate. Okay, and I was, I mean, to be honest, rather shocked at how expensive this was. I thought Windsor was expensive. Okay, We're going to put Windsor into perspective uh, today. Monaco, which is actually like a little uh, country uh, in and of itself in France on three sides of it, and then you have the Mediterranean Sea on the other, but it is a very luxurious place. Okay? And you want to buy some property in Monaco? It's a million dollars for a four by four square. Okay. Uh, That's the most expensive piece of property in the world. Uh, Hong Kong is $50,000 per square foot. Okay, now I put an asterisk next to that to give you some indication of how much more expensive that is than Windsor, Colorado, which I think is very expensive, right? In Windsor, Colorado, it's about $148 a square foot. In Hong Kong, $50,000 a square foot. Okay, I'm not moving to Hong Kong anytime soon. London, and I, I, I figured, okay, let's imagine I want to build a 10 by 10 kiddie pool. Well, just the property for my 10 by 10 kiddie pool would be $4 million. Oh my. And in Singapore, for the chapel steps, right outside that you walked in on, that little square foot, Uh, That square footage would cost $1.5 million to get that much square footage in Singapore. And then this chapel building in Geneva, Switzerland would cost $144 million. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, We should probably not transfer this ministry to Geneva, Switzerland. Wow. Okay, so that's, that's just a start. Now, the gospel sorry about my voice by the way all the women in here know that my voice went out somewhere along somewhere in friday but all those that are streaming you may not know this is not the normal eric ludy voice Uh, the gospel is going to say something so profound because this earth is not the end you know we could put value on real estate and, and be so impressed with how much it costs but if you can grasp the fact that god has declared that the most valuable real estate in the world is actually not Monaco. It's not Hong Kong. It's not London. It's you. The most expensive real estate property in the world. It's you. Worth the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now I put an asterisk on that. Of course, it is difficult to put numerical value to it, but every square foot of human property is worth billions, even trillions more than every square foot of that cheap oceanfront property in Monaco. God himself has declared that you are literally the most valuable property in the universe. So valuable, in fact, that he gave up his life to purchase it. Okay, I guess we just amplified value right there. You are the most expensive real estate property in the world. It's weird because you were in the first column and you're also in the second column. In other words, hey, you might as well just face it, guys. This is valuable. You is worth his almighty life given up in the third column. It's you again. Worth God coming to earth to save in the fourth column. Strangely, it's you. You are the most valuable real estate in the entire universe. Worth God himself suffering and dying. And number five, you. Of inestimable, unfathomable worth. Really challenging for us to grasp. I understand that. Because the devil has spent so much time telling us that we're nothing. You know what's funny? The devil himself proves how valuable we are. You see... The devil is not after that chair, even though these chairs... By the way, we're getting new chairs probably right after this conference. You guys had to endure them for the weekend. <laughs> Boy, I'm so sorry. These are horrible chairs. These pads on these chairs have been worn out so thoroughly that they don't exist anymore. That's why we have pads in the entryway, by the way. We probably should have told you that somewhere along the line. We've got bonus pads for you. So, I mean, my my padding on the backside doesn't do it. And so that's why you don't see me ever sit uh, in here. You'll see me stand the entire while I'm in this chapel. So, sorry about that, ladies. (laughs) So, what we have is the fact that Satan himself proves the value because he is not after that chair. He's not after just a four by four square of property here in Windsor. What is he after? He's after you. Why is that? because you're the center of God's focus, the apple of his eye. This is his chief design, is to win you. And so what is the devil's chief design? To destroy you. You see, if he wants to get at God, what does he go after? He goes after God's great purpose. He goes after God's great mission. He goes after what is valuable in God's eyes. So it's okay. It's okay to recognize that there is great value in that real estate. Known as you. Every square foot of this is so valuable. So you, the oceanfront landfill in Monaco. I know you could be offended by that. And go, you calling me a landfill? Well, sort of. In other words, all of us start out as extraordinarily valuable property, but we are full of trash. We are smelly creatures. We are not as we ought to be, but that does not mean we do not have value. It just means... That the devil has gotten away with a whole bunch of nonsense in our life. And as a result, we're a wreck. If, okay, sure, we may need to bring in a backhoe, but when you clear out all that stinky stuff, what's left is pure preciousness. This is oceanfront property in Monaco, guys. That's us. Oceanfront property in the kingdom of heaven. And God says, yep, right there. That's worth my life to get. Okay, that, that's extraordinary. It's hard to swallow, I know. It's unfathomable. That's why I called it this. Okay, just try and fathom this. He desires you. Now, if you were to put your name in where I have the italicized you, I don't know if you even can, because I know we, we all struggle with this. It's one thing to know that he desires the person next to you, and you could go, oh, yes, sir, that's good doctrine. But the fact that he desires you is oftentimes extremely difficult to swallow and to grasp because you know you. You know that you're a landfill. You know that you're undeserving. The devil's been reminding you of that every day of your life. And so to be able to grasp the fact that he desires you, whoa, so much so that he gave up his life to purchase you And so much so that he made a way for every bit of filth to be absolved. And so much so that he supplied all the heavy equipment required to clean up your life. And so much so that he supplied all the building tools and the construction crew needed to build your life into a picture of his heavenly glory. It's called the Holy Spirit. He has given you everything you need for life and godliness. He has done everything required to rescue you and to rebuild you, to remake you and then to use you for his glory. He wants to build you into a palace on the oceanfront property of heaven that signifies, that declares the majesty, the glory of the king of all. Uh Huh? You. Now, I know it's easier to say, yeah, them. No, but you. And it's important because, you know, we wrestle in the kingdom of heaven with what we talked about last night, which was coming to the end of ourselves. To live and to truly understand this and to be able to grip this, you have to give up your life. You have to give up your property. You have to say, this isn't mine. This was meant for his purposes. And so until you let go of you, you can never find the purpose of you. You must die so that you can live. You see, this is the principle. When we capitalize the why in you, It's like capitalizing I. Do you know that we're the only language, the English language is the only language that capitalizes I? Isn't that a sad statement? (laughs) I remember thinking, maybe I should not capitalize. But then all the grammaticians are like, it's like, it's awkward being a writer. It's like, I feel bad capitalizing this. Now, after I heard that, we capitalize I. We capitalize you. Me, capitalize M. Me, it's all about me. And as a result, your property will be useless. It will never be used for the glory of God. But when you finally uncapitalize the I, uncapitalize the Y in you, uncapitalize the M in me, and become his property, for him to do with as he sees fit, then he makes something amazing out of it. Because underneath that filth and that landfill is something that is pure preciousness. That's unfathomable. And yet, let's attempt to fathom it the unfathomable gospel. Brace yourselves, guys, because this is so good. You stand before the throne of judgment in the end and imagine the king of the universe, the judge of judges, says, by what merit can you enter into the kingdom of heaven? What do you deserve? Could you imagine if the king asked you, what do you deserve? Well, (laughs) I don't want to answer that question. What What do I deserve? You see, what our plea is at that throne is that I'm in Christ. That's what our plea is. It's not anything I have done, it's what he did. It's his work, and that's my clothing. I don't want to come clothed in my works, in my good deeds, in my love, and my kindness, in my purity, because it would, it would be filthy in heaven. But if I come before that throne and say, my plea is Jesus, I've put my trust in him. He clothes me. Listen. You don't receive what you deserve. You know what you receive in the kingdom of heaven? What Christ deserves. What does he deserve? Uh, Everything. Yeah. You get his inheritance. Okay, that's unfathomable. Wait a minute here. I mean, even getting into the kingdom of heaven and being spared the fires of hell is unfathomable because we don't deserve that. But not only do we escape the fires of hell but we are brought into the kingdom of heaven. But not just into the outer rim of the kingdom in the poor district. We're brought into his very presence, his near presence. We're not just brought into his near presence. We're adopted as children. We're not just adopted as children. We become heirs. And everything that belongs to him is given to us. He shares it with us. Uh, Unfathomable. So how does this affect us? Down here, We are to be changed by this unfathomable gospel. So, when we see others that are landfills, that are rather smelly, do we see the property that they represent? Do we see with God's eyes the value that they have? You don't give others what they deserve. Because someone could punch you in the nose, and guess what? What do they deserve? A punch back. No, you don't give to others what they deserve. Instead, you give to them what Christ deserves. What does Christ deserve? Well, <laughs> he deserves everything. I mean, if this was Christ in front of you, what would you do? You would serve. You'd wash their feet. You'd help them. But they just punched you in the nose. I don't care. I want to treat them as if they're Christ. And that's how we honor Jesus. This unfathomable gospel changes us from the inside out. So what I want to do is we press forward, oh, I have two more things here. Treat them like they're infinitely more valuable than a 10-mile oceanfront property in Monaco. Okay, now a four-by-four four square in Monaco is worth a million dollars. So 10 miles of oceanfront property in Monaco, that's really valuable. Could you imagine if you treated everyone around you as if they were a 10-mile oceanfront property in Monaco? That's the value. So here's the concept. Oh, boy, I have like a whole bunch of slides. I forgot that I was doing this. Sorry, sorry, ladies. I was like ready to transition. Matthew 25, one of, one of Leslie's and my favorite scriptures. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, he separates out the goats to his left hand. They get the down, uh, downwards, uh, the boo and the downward thumb. And then you get uh, the, the sheep on the right. They get the thumbs up. And the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So the way that we love Christ, the way that we give to Christ, the way that we show honor to Christ, the way that we give Christ what he deserves is by going to even the smelly landfills. But we know they're not just rubbish we know that there's rubbish on them but they are precious underneath that rubbish is something that christ values so we're willing to lay down our life for that property because christ did he says it's valuable and what we do under the least of these the ones that are covered with the most trash that's what it would translate to us it doesn't matter how stinky they are what we do to those is what we're doing for christ recognizing royalty do you recognize royalty when it strides by you? Because it doesn't always smell good. It doesn't always talk right. It doesn't always look right. The way our standards would be. But do you see it? Do you see it when it passes by? That's royalty. That's a 10-mile stretch of land outside of Monaco. And some of you are like uh, those uh, really sharp garage sale shoppers, and you're walking through, you're like... And You try not to look too excited and then you sort of move the lady out of the way and then grab, uh, grab the item because you see value in it. Are we willing to live that way for Christ here where you see someone that's extra smelly and you say, wow, that is some valuable property right there. Go after it. Go after it for the sake of Jesus. All right, guys. Oh, boy, I'm excited about what we're about to move into because it's the extension of that. It's unfathomable. It's the beauty of what Christ will do when we live this way. I want to invite each of you into this way of thinking, this way of living, where you don't shy away from that which is hurting, from that which is in a vulnerable state, but you draw towards it because Christ does. You see preciousness, where others only see problems. I want us to be Christians. And so this morning, as we transition, I'm going to hand it over to uh, the ladies from Georgia, the Potter's House ladies, and uh, the ones that work in the ministry down there. And they're going to sort of walk us through. I don't know uh, when they have, they have some dances. You guys saw the, saw the dance yesterday. That's why in the podcast, I have no idea what this will translate like. You'll probably just get a cool song in the background. Uh, but... I want you to just allow the Spirit of God to work in you a readiness, and what oftentimes people will call a call to missions, a call to do, a call to action, okay? We cannot just stay the way we are. We have to be ready to go after that which Christ is after. All right? Who's next? How, all right, Sherry.
1: Hey, everybody. Glad to see (laughs) y'all. Anyway, we're, uh, we are from Georgia, and I just want you to, as you see, um, Naomi, she's going to come up, and we met her here in October. We came out here. She was really bad on heroin. We've got a before and after picture. I just want you to listen to her story and see every one of you can be a part of somebody's life, somebody that's hurting, somebody really that's dying and just needing somebody to love them and somebody to help. So she's going to come up and give her testimony. I just want you to really... Just put yourself in the fact of, I could help someone. I could make a difference in somebody's life. It is unfathomable, like he said. And this, this precious girl over here probably meant nothing to a lot of people. You could look at her and you'd think, oh, you know, but wow, God saw Monaco in her. So that's what I want you to see.
2: Hi everyone, I'm a little nervous, I've never done this before, so, um, but I just want to give all the glory to God, because without Him, I would not be here. Um, I was on heroin and meth really bad, I was shooting up every day, um, I, uh, ended up losing my children to DHS, um. And that really put me in a downward spiral. I just, I felt completely hopeless and like I had lost everything I loved. Um, I had gone to jail then soon after that and while I was in jail I lost everything, my home, my car, everything I owned. Um, And then um, the state was gonna take complete custody of my children um, and um, uh, you all probably know Joanne from the church here, and my family, they had my children, so the Sunday before I was going to lose my children, I came to church, and
0: I um,
2: saw the Potter's House ladies, They, um, Mandy did a dance, and that really got my attention, because I was at a state of just, I wasn't all there, just the drugs had completely taken over my mind. Um, but that really grabbed my attention. and um, So afterwards, I talked to them, and Miss Lisa, she came up to me, and I asked her if we could go talk. We went into the bathroom, and Miss accepted me. Um, and then the next day, I told uh, my um, DHS worker that I was going to somewhere in Georgia. I told him about the place. And um, he said, well, if you go, you know, we'll see about giving your children back. So the next day, then, I left for Georgia. I had never been there in my life, so it was a big thing for me. But it was God's hand in it because I couldn't, I don't even know where I was mentally at that time, but he got me there. And while I was there, um, the state, they gave my complete custody back of my children, um, uh, restored relationships with my family, um, so you know I just want to give God all the glory. He has done such an amazing work in my life, and um, just I was completely broken. I was hopeless. I I had nothing. I mean, I was at the very lowest of the low. Um, I I just He is completely made me new, and I, I can only give him glory for everything he's done in my life. I'm a nobody, but with him I can be used for his glory and be a vessel for him. So thank you all for listening.
1: They're, they're going to do an interpretive dance. It's signs for the deaf, but uh, it is... Basically, Naomi's testimony and every one of our testimonies.
3: I don't know if I'll be able to speak after that. Because Naomi was buried under a trash heap. And God brought us here at the right time when she stumbled into your church here. He sent a taxi for her, spiritually. And i uh, just watching her up here dance like she just did and give her testimony. She's very shy, so that was definitely God's glory in what he's done in her life. My name is Lisa Hensley. I um, work at the Potter's House along with running another ministry that helps the ladies like uh, Naomi, when they get ready to graduate, transition. Um, I used to be a homeless woman for 25 to 26 years. I, I too, was buried under a trash heap. Until um, God brought me four st- states over to a woman named Sheree Birdshaw, like um, your community will have in Sharon Kemp, um, and praise God for that. Because upon getting us there, were they able to take off our grave clothes as God pulled us out of that, called us out of that grave, and set our feet on a rock. So it's imperative that um, that we see the treasure in life of girls and men, men and women, that are completely buried inside themselves and um, the things that's occurred in their life. So I wanted to tell you about a book that's back there on the table. Um, It's called Running With Eyes Wide Shut. Um, It's my life testimony. There's a lot of miracles in the book, but the neat thing about this book is the proceeds go to help women in their transition. So that's why I push this book um, in the ministry that um, God allows me to serve in, and that's with probation violations, helping them get on their feet, the license reinstatements. When these girls get out, Naomi has four children. So how, how, now she just has her life together, so where does she start? She doesn't have a job. She doesn't have a place to, to move in to live right now because there's not a transitional living here. Um, There's just a lot of obstacles in our way, and not only Naomi, a lot of women, when they get ready to to exit and graduate from a program after they've completely turned their life over, um, they step out, but it's just, there's so many, um, they've buried themselves so deep from their choices, and that's where we lose them, because it's like, we just can't get, we just can't do it, Miss Lisa. There's too much. I can't, I can't uh, dig myself out. So that's where we come in as a church family. That's where we come in and we don't do it for them. They have to walk it. But that's when we come in through guidance, prayer, and our time and say, how can we help you with a hand up? And what can we do as a church family to get you going? So, y'all be in prayer for Naomi. The book's back here. It's $10. Um, If you don't have any money, I'll give it to you. Um, It doesn't matter to me. I want to get the story out. The stories are the same, just different neighborhoods in life. But it does go toward helping women like Naomi. Thank you.
4: Hello, my name is Mandy. Um very, very grateful and honored to be here this morning with all of you. Um and overwhelmed by what I've seen here and heard over this weekend. Um it's just incredible because as I was talking to Pastor Ludy uh yesterday, even in our Christian walk, sometimes um we can just get off the rails is what I've learned to call it for me. Um and it, you know, you just the deception that comes in sometimes is, I know better. I know better, and we do. Um, but you think, you know, is there still grace for me um, when we get off sides and out of fellowship with Him? And it's the little things. Just little things begin. Little compromises begin to creep in. And busyness, even in ministry, you just get busy, and you think you're serving the Lord, and so everything should be fine. Um, But nothing, nothing should ever take the place of that intimate relationship with him and him being the very, very, very first thing in everything. Um, Because I'm nothing outside of him, but obviously valuable enough to die for. And so this song that I'm about to do is our testimony song
1: Many times as I see this, I still cry. <laughs> just think what His blood did for us. I, I think she may. We may have time to do one, one more, cause it's not. It's one minute till. So, Mandy, you may, you may do one more. Anyway, while she's doing, just want to tell you. You know, she came to the when she came to the Potter's house. She was living in an abandoned house. She said she'd wake up and roaches literally were eating her. And she said, "Well, I'm just trash anyway." So what does it matter? So look at the people that are out there, y'all, that think they're nothing but they're valuable real estate to God. And we can all do something. Don't think because of, of who you are you can't do something. You can do something. If you've got Jesus in you, what do they need? Jesus. He's enough. All we need is Jesus. That's what we say all the time. Jesus is enough. We don't need Jesus plus anything. And I tell the girls, you know, if you're filled up with Jesus and he's in control of your life, he doesn't have a drug problem. So the real problem is the lack of Jesus being in control. We're in control because if he's in control, he takes care of things. So Mandy's going to come up and do one more. Thank y'all so much. We don't know y'all, but we love y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all for your, for your time and... All you valuable pieces of property, y'all go out there and tear it up.
0: (laughs) So, such a unique and radiant beauty. uh, And I think it's hard probably for everyone here to imagine Naomi in the state that she has described. Because there's such a beauty, such a strength that God has built inside of you now, Naomi. It's just wonderful. It's such a testimony of grace. And that goes, you know, for for Lisa, for Mandy. The fact that, I mean, I've read Lisa's book. And what I can say is, I mean, I bought 20, didn't I? I was so moved. It was one of the most powerful pictures of the love of God I have ever beheld is her testimony. And if you just need a fresh understanding of the fact that God will pursue you, pursue you, pursue you, and not relent, not relent, he's after you, wow. It is an incredible uh, story. So I highly recommend it. But Mandy, just, it's hard, because when these guys came over to my house, they they were here in October, and they came over, and I kept asking for more of those dances. It's like, could you do it? Do you have more? They have like tons of them. And you must have done six that night, and uh, we could have kept going. I just felt bad asking. Uh, and, but it was in between, Mandy would share little tidbits of her testimony. And it's so contrasting to think of her in that hovel with roaches eating her. It's just like, okay, I can't even fathom because she has such strength. And that's what Christ does. See, that is there's something very, very special here that we need to be reminded of. Some of you need to be reminded of personally. Roaches are eating you right now. Spiritual roaches, if you want to say it that way. And you need to have hope that God wants to rebuild and remake and he wants to claim that territory that he purchased. And some of you need to remember that there's others out there that are being eaten by roaches. And that they're they're Mandy's. They're Naomi's. They're Lisa's. And God has such a purpose for them, but we are his hands and feet. We are the ones that are supposed to carry that burden. So here's my thought, and I'm I'm pondering, I don't know if this should, we we could transition as far as stream-wise, but uh, what I'd really like uh, to do is have the leadership here, uh, maybe all five of you along the front, okay? Uh, That, and that, that includes you, Sharon. This is your ministry. But Naomi, even because this was a ministry, this what you did gave strength to the body. Okay, there's something very significant there. I would like you guys to come up here and anyone very specific, and are we transitioning off stream? Sorry, sorry all you streamers. I'm going to transition away just so that this is a little more private on this side. But for those that feel like this is a burden for you specifically, I would like them to pray for those of you in here, even if it's one. I know there's one. I know there's one. But even if it's just one, that they would pray that blessing, that strength for this sort of ministry that you would have. And even if it's just like, God, I need what they have. I need to have that heart. Then come up. Daily Thunder is a production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training and the Bravehearted Media Group. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and see it once again gain the stride of the Spirit emboldened and brave. The Daily Thunder video stream can be watched live daily at 8.15 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Saturday, and 7.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. Please consider booking a stopover at the lovely Ellerslie campus at the foot of the majestic Rocky Mountains for one day, one week, one semester, or for an entire season. We hope to see you someday soon, live and in person. Thanks for listening.